Masech's Klein Parag Dalad Mishnah Gimel until Parag Dalad Mishnah Vov. In the previous two Mishnahs, we saw two different arrangements of planting species by a vineyard. The first one was a Karachas HaKerem, which is a vineyard where the middle vines in that vineyard were destroyed. So you've only got left vines growing on either side of the vineyard, or on three or four of the sides, at least two of the sides though. And we said that you can only plant there if there's, if there's a significant field, or two significant fields, other than the four Amas, which anyway need to be left away from a vineyard. The second arrangement was Machol HaKerem, which is when you plant in between a fence and a vineyard. Again, so that it doesn't look like it's being planted as part of the vineyard, there needs to be one significant field, other than the four Amas, which you leave as a distance from the vineyard itself. However, we're going to see in our Mishnah that Rabbi Yehuda, Omer Rabbi Yehuda says that the case between a fence and a vineyard ends at Gedar HaKerem. This is only what is called the fence of a vineyard, meaning that the case you described as Machol HaKerem is not actually the case of Machol HaKerem. Meaning there's a case which we know is called Mochil Kerem, and we know that in the case of Mochil Kerem, a distance of 12 Amas has to be left, or has to be there, so that you can plant there. But that's not the case you described. In a case where there's a fence next to a vineyard, you don't need to leave 12 Amas there. The only distance you need to leave there is 4 Amas, and then any leftover space there, you could plant right next to the fence, as long as you don't go within the 4 Amas of the vineyard. Rather, the Ezo Mochil Kerem, what is the case of Mochil Kerem? it's between two vineyards. Now this sounds very similar to Karachas HaKerem. The difference is as follows. According to Rabbi Yehuda, Karachas HaKerem is specifically where there was originally a vineyard planted, and then the vines in the middle got destroyed, or they were removed, uprooted. But the remaining vines are clearly part of the same vineyard. They're just on different sides, and they're distanced from each other. But because it's all literally in the middle of one vineyard, a larger distance of 16 Amas, at least according to Rabbi Hillel, needs to be left. On the other hand, the case of Mechol HaKerem, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is also where there are vines on either side. However, these vines were always part of different vineyards. And as well as that, they're not aligned. So it's clear that they're part of different vineyards. For example, let's say the vines on one side were planted in rows going in one direction, and the other vines, which are a bit of a distance away, so those were planted in rows of a different direction. So it's clear that these were anyway always two different vines. So when you're planting in between them, it's not quite as if you're planting in the middle of a vineyard. And therefore less of a distance needs to be left, only 12 Amas, and that, according to Yehuda, is the case of Mechel HaKerem. Now while we're on the topic, asks the Mishnah, Ezo Goder, what is considered a fence, halachically, with regards to Kilayim? The case of Geder HaKerem, which is Mechel HaKerem according to the first opinion of the previous Mishnah, we mentioned a fence there, and also a fence We've had earlier on in the Masech, though, he said that a fence is considered a separation in between two species. But what is considered a halachic fence? How big does it have to be? So the answer is, it has to be at least 10 tfachim high. And while we're on the topic of this, we're going to get a bit sidetracked as well. And v'choritz, what is considered a ditch, which is also a separation in between two species? The answer is, it's got to be at least 10 tfachim deep and 4 tfachim wide, and then it will be considered a separation, as we saw earlier on in the Masech. Mr. Dalit, so now we're going to go back to the fence and show that even if it's not actually a fence and there are lots of gaps in between different parts of the fence, it might still be considered a halachic fence such that it would be a separation in between two species. And here we come to a concept known as lovud. Lovud is something which is halachal Moshe Messinai. We've got a tradition going back to Moshe at Har Sinai that anything which is distanced less than three tefachim from something else is considered connected to it meaning that a gap which is less than three tefachim wide is not really considered a gap. We view it as if the gap is filled up. And because of that, if somebody has mechitzas akonim, 
He has a partition, he has some sort of fence, which is made up of reeds, he's using them like poles. If there isn't between one pole and the other one, one reed and the next one, which is the space which a goat would be able to get through, then it is considered a partition, it is considered a good separator, and halakhically it would be considered a full fence, and even where the gaps are, we view that as if it's part of the fence, as if it's filled up. Okay, scenario number two, the Godosh Nifrats, a fence which was breached, it got a hole in, so let's say there's a long fence going across the field, and one area, there's a gap, am I still allowed to plant next to that gap? So the mission says that Eser Amos, if the gap is up to 10 Amos wide, so any gap which is 10 Amos or less, Hayu Kapesach, it's considered like an entrance, it's sort of like a door even, so it's considered like part of the wall, it's not like the wall ends and then starts again later, this is all part of the wall, this is just an entrance way to get from one part of the field to the next one. But Yossi McCain, if the gap there is more than 10 amas wide, so that no longer looks like an entranceway, and therefore Kenegada Pritza Osir, opposite this area which is broken through, it's forbidden to plant another species. So meaning you would have to sep- you'd have to distance the two species, because this is not considered a separator. If it is consider- considered a proper separation, so you don't even need to distance 4 amas or 6 tefachim, whatever it may be. But if it's no longer considered a separation there, because there's a gap, so you'll need to distance it the requisite distance, which we've seen already, either six to Fachim, a base reva, four amas, and only then would you be able to plant two species. Now the third scenario is Nifritsubeprotis Harbe. If lots of holes were made in the wall, and let's say each wall each break itself is less than ten amas wide. So each break is considered an entranceway and you can plant there, but because there are so many the halacha is slightly different. If the amount of wool which is standing and is not broken is more than the amount which is not there, so there's more fence than not fence, then mutter it's permitted, and we view each of the gaps as entranceways, so it's part of the wall. But for imaparats mrubala imid, if the total length of all the parts which are broken through is more than the total length of that which is actually still physically standing, then you can no longer view that as entrances, because there's so many of them, and it makes up the majority of the wall. So we view them as actually not part of the wall, and therefore right next to there, connected to Osir, opposite that area which is broken through. It's forbidden to plant, because there's no longer a separation there, so you'd only be able to plant the two species if you leave enough of a distance, depending on what the species are. Mishnah hey, as we've seen, the distance which needs to be left between an individual vine, or a few individual vines, and another species is six tefachim. On the other hand, the distance which needs to be left from an actual vineyard and another species is four amas, a larger distance. The question is, what is considered a vineyard? So according to the first opinion, when he plants one row of five vines, say that is considered a vineyard. And you'll have to leave a distance of four amas from there and another species even though all the vines are in one row, since there are five of them, that's considered significant enough to be considered a vineyard. However, we still, I mean, we still say, and we still agree that five vines are the minimum to become a vineyard. However, they hold that there has to be at least two rows. If all five vines are in one row, then we view that as just a collection of individual vines, but not yet a significant vineyard. So we still say, Eino Kerem, it's not considered a Kerem, until, unless there are there, two rows, and again the minimum number of vines would also be five vines. We'll see in the next mission how exactly that would be formatted according to Beis Hillel, but five vines altogether, as long as they're in two rows, would be considered a vineyard. Now unlike regular Kilayim, Kilea Kerem is forbidden to benefit from. So anytime one species is mixed in a vineyard, it's forbidden to benefit from that mixture, from that Kilayim. 
And the word which the Torah uses when saying it's forbidden to benefit from it is tikdash, from the word kedusha. And one of the meanings of kedusha is that it's separate, and in this context it means it cannot be used, it cannot be benefited from once it has been planted as kalayim. So hazareh ab amashabakerem. One who plants within four amas of a vineyard, which is obviously forbidden, so the vineyard becomes forbidden to benefit from. However, if you've got, imagine you had a hundred vines there in the vineyard, not all a hundred of them become forbidden to benefit from. It's only the first bit which is considered a vineyard. So Kundabe Shamai, the first row already is considered a vineyard. So that's the bit which will become forbidden to benefit from. But Shamai and Shamai say, Kideshuraachas, he is now forbidden one row from benefit. He's made one row, Osru which means it's forbidden to benefit from that one row. However, Vesilim and Vesil say that one row is not considered a vineyard, and the Torah says that a vineyard becomes Osru So the min- minimum to be a vineyard is two rows, and therefore Kideish Teishurais, he has now made two rows, Osru and it doesn't matter how many vines are in that row. Meaning if, let's say, there were ten vines in each row, so according to Shammai, all ten vines in the first row make up the vineyard. They all become Osru and Kondres Hillel, the first two rows, however many there are there, would become forbidden to benefit from them. Mission involved. So we said in the previous mission that according to Kondres Hillel, vines only make up a vineyard if they are in at least two rows. As well as that, the minimum number of vines which need to be there is five vines. However, strictly speaking, Kondres Hillel, each row is only considered a significant row if there are three vines in each row. It's quite logical, actually, because two vines which are next to each other don't yet really make up a row. They're just next to each other. It's only when there are three things next to each other that it's now considered a row, in a straight line. So each row, strictly speaking, requires three vines, which means that if Base Hill require you to have two rows in order to be a vineyard, then two rows of three vines makes six vines altogether, not five. However, there is a way for even just five vines to be considered a vineyard. From plants two opposite two, so you've got two rows of two vines, and then the achasvitz zonov, one comes out of it as a tail, which means, and you can see this on the diagram, that after the two rows in the third row, instead of planting two there in line with the other two, you plant one in the middle sort of in line with the gap between the two and the other two rows, and you can see that on the diagram. And the reason why this is allowed is because the fifth vine here looks like a continuation of both of the rows. So it looks like both of the rows do have three vines in, and therefore Harizakerim, this is considered a vineyard. And of course the main application, the main implication of that, is that an area of four amas, a distance of four amas, needs to be left from there and another species. Okay, next formation, and you can use the second diagram for this Mishnah to help you. If there are two which are opposite to, so again you've got two vines in two rows, altogether four vines, but in between the two rows, the achas bin tayim, you've got one in between the two, meaning that one of the rows has another vine in between the two. So really one row has three vines, and another row has two vines. The, the one which has three vines, the third vine is not placed at the end, as part of the third row or something, rather it's part of the second row, it's just that one row would have enough space, there would be spaced more, so there would only be two vines there, and the next row would be tighter together, so there were three vines in that space. Or, and look at the third diagram for this, if there are two opposite two, so again you've got two rows of two vines each, and one in the middle, so one vine which is bang in the middle of the four other vines, Enokerem, these two arrangements would not be considered a vineyard, this is not a regular way to plant a vineyard at all, and it's not really considered like there are three vines in each row. 
unless you have two opposite two and then one as a tail meaning like in the first case this is a repeating the first case where the fifth vine was viewed as a continuation of both rows so only in that case would five vines alone make up an entire vineyard